What is going on, everybody? BDB here, and I just want to take a quick couple of moments to thank each and every one of you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Ultimate You podcast. And also, as of this recording, not only are we on Anchor, but when it comes to other platforms, we are also on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and we are now on Stitcher. All right, so be sure to subscribe so that way you are the first to be notified when new episodes drop of the Ultimate You Podcast. And without further ado, let's get into today's show. What it is, what it is, what it is, everybody. It is me, it is me. BDB, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultimate You Podcast. That's right, and as of this recording, you can declare this episode number five. You can say that we now have a handful of episodes. That's right, if you include the pinky, if you include the ring finger, if you include the middle finger, the index, and your thumb, we can now say that we have a handful of episodes of the Ultimate You Podcast. And also, ladies and gentlemen, change is getting closer. We're getting closer and closer, y'all, to that change that I talked about on episode number three. So again, this change is a little something that I decided to do for myself. It was a something that I, I didn't even have a lot of conversations with myself about it. It was a conversation that I had with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to I'm going to step out of the boat and I'm going to walk on water. I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to I'm going to see what this change is about. And when I take part in this change, I'm going to let you guys know next week in episode six exactly what that change is. And you and it'll all make sense. And speaking of change, let's see if I can plant seeds in your mind, if I can be the farmer, if I can be the planter and plant some seeds into your mind and help Pour some truth into your booth. Because today, I hope that you are hungry. I hope that you are starving. I hope you brought your napkin. I hope you brought your bib. I hope you brought whatever you used to wipe your mouth with. I hope you bought a plastic knife or an actual silverware piece of knife or a fork or spoon, whatever type of silverware you use. A paper plate or fine china plate. Whatever it is, I hope you bought it and I hope you is ready and I hope it is set on your table because we're going to eat today. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to eat today because we're going to talk about carbohydrates. We're going to talk about fats and we're going to talk about proteins. And when you put those three together, when those three join forces together, ladies and gentlemen, you get you get macronutrients. That's right. Those three together are called macronutrients. Now we're going to talk a little bit about the identity of a carbohydrate, the identity of a fat and of a protein, and the difference between the three, and really what are they, and how should we look at them, how should we consume them. This and so much more on today's episode. Let's ride.
All right, all right, all right, y'all. So before we get this thing kicked off, I want to say great morning to you, great afternoon, great evening, whatever time of day that you are jamming this podcast. I want to thank you for allowing this voice and this podcast to hit your earwaves wherever you are at around the world. I hope you are in a safe place, whether if you are driving, whether if you are at the gym getting a workout in, or or if you're at your home gym getting a workout in, or if you're just maxing and relaxing on the couch, your favorite recliner chair, if you're at the kitchen table, wherever you are at. If you're cleaning the dishes in the kitchen or cleaning in some portion of your house, I hope that you are safe and secure And I hope that you are primed, pruned, tuned, and ready for today's episode. Like I said, we got a a lot of content to cover today. And so I hope that you are hungry. I hope that you brought your your knife and your fork, as I mentioned earlier. I hope you brought your napkin, your bib, whatever you use to wipe your mouth. I don't even care if it's a (laughs) t-shirt. As long as you are ready to wipe your mouth and ready to eat. And if you're ready to feast... You're ready to gorge on this information. So let's go ahead and get it going. So as I said, we're going to talk about the macronutrients today. We're going to talk about carbohydrates, fats, and proteins. And as we march forward and continue to peel back layer by layer of this ultimate foundation, so that way that ultimate foundation can continue to grow, it can continue to blossom, and it can, it can continue to manifest in your life, as it is doing for me as well. Because I believe in the information that I put out there is going to be like a boomerang. It's going to come right back to me. I'm refreshing myself. And my my belief, my prayer is that I can help refresh you with this information. So I'm going to open up today's episode with a, a a few thoughts. Not just thoughts, but it's going to be truths, obviously. Because I believe in sharing truths. And one is that the narrow path. Is the way to life, and only a few ever find it. There's a lot in that statement. The narrow path is the way to life, and only a few ever find it. So, the thing with this thing called life is that every single day, the decisions that we make, we, we're gonna have to make some vigorous decisions, like just right off the bat. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get right to it with y'all. We gotta make some vigorous executive tough decisions at times. Usually, most things that are easily accessible and easily available, at the least, we may need to question it. Now, just because everything or a lot of things is easily accessible, it does not mean it is right for us. Everything is permissible, but not everything is good for us. Okay, so we we need to question those things. And I mentioned that because of carbohydrates. And you'll see why in a second of why I mentioned that. So the next thing I want to say, and we've heard about the word success. We've heard the word success be defined in many different ways. And let's be honest, there are a lot of definitions out there that are true. And there are a lot of other definitions of success out there that are just simply not true. Let's just be real. They're not true. There are a lot of people out there that have diluted, that have perverted and remixed and twisted the definition of success. But I want to give you my objective, customized definition of success. Again, listen to those words that I said. I want to give you 
my objective, customized definition of success. Okay, this is not from Google. It's not from a dictionary. This is objectively customized. It's not my own personal, um, well, I, <laughs> I say personal. It is not my own thoughts and feelings, so to speak. Like it's not my own opinion. That's what I'm trying to say. This is objective. So success is, I wrote this down. I want to make sure that I catch it. Success is deliberately and constantly dying to yourself in order to achieve outcomes that are greater than you. Man, that was a lot right there. Look, I ain't from Miami, but I'm bringing the heat to y'all right off the bat. We're going to read that again. Look, success is deliberately and constantly dying to yourself in order to achieve outcomes that are greater than you. Yes, we all have personal success. Absolutely. When it comes to health and fitness, nutrition, that, that is personal success. But simultaneously, when we are increasing in that, we're also progressing in, I guess I'll say, outward success, external success in terms of us being in this world. We talked last week about being in this world, but not of this world. Okay, so, yes, we are called to be in this world. But when we grow in our personal success towards our health and wellness and our well-being, we grow in the success towards others so that way we can be more efficient and effective of helping others, serving others and all of those things. So that's what I mean by success. We are deliberately and constantly dying to ourselves. That means we're dying to our own. Our, uh, we're dying to what we feel is best. But when we grow in what is objectively best, we put ourselves in prime position. We put ourselves constantly moving that needle, moving that inch closer and closer towards the right direction. We are pruning ourselves. We are pruning ourselves for higher levels of success. So I'm going to read that one more time. I want to make sure that you just eat it. I want you to I want you to gorge on it and I want you to get it all up in your spirit. Success means you are deliberately and you know what? I can add this word as well. You are deliberately and intentionally and constantly dying to yourself in order to achieve outcomes that are greater than you. Look, we're called to build something. I don't know what that is for you, but for me, this podcast, this podcast is something that is bigger than me. So with that, when I'm no longer here on this earth, this podcast, these episodes can continue to play on without me physically being here. That's what I'm talking about. Outcomes that are greater than you. Outcomes that are greater than me. It ain't just it ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about those in our world. It's about us reaching the people in our world, us reaching the people in the world. That's what I'm talking about. And the final thought I want to share is. Here's the thing that when it comes to health and wellness and fitness, nutrition, I just want to ask you what. Which one of these thoughts represents you? And I want you to be honest with yourself. You know, I don't want to answer it for you. I can't answer it for you. I just want you to objectively assess which of these two categories you fit in. Because, look, we're either A, going towards the escalator of excellence or B, going towards the dungeon of dormancy. Whoo, man. Man, look, whoo, that is a TKO. That is a TKO. The fight is over with. We are either on the escalator of excellence 
or the dungeon of dormancy. Listen, when it comes to the, the escalator, you've been on an escalator before. I'm going to assume that most of you on this pod, uh, listening to this podcast right now, you have been on an escalator. And if you haven't, I'm just going to spell it out for you. So when you step on an escalator, literally you step on the escalator and it's just taking you upwards in a diagonal fashion towards the top floor or whatever floor that you're trying to get to. And guess what? You ain't got to move your feet unless if you want to just walk up the escalator physically. But if not, you can literally just stand still and go upwards towards the top floor or whatever upwards floor that you are reaching for on that escalator. And here's the thing with that. When it comes to 24 hours in the day, you can't control the actual day itself. You can control your schedule, yes, but you cannot control the actual day itself. Like You can't control the weather. This is all making sense. You're like, B, I thought we were going to talk about carbs, fats, and proteins. Oh, we're going to get there. But I'm trying I'm trying to preset you. I'm trying to warm up the oven. I'm trying to get this thing going. We ain't going to the microwave. We trying to do that slow cooking. We trying to do that slow thing in the oven so we can get your mind right. So we can get you we can get you hungry and we can get you thirsty. So check this out. You cannot control the day itself. So think about that. Just like you cannot control the escalator itself. You're just for all intents and purposes, floating upwards. <laughs> I mean, yes, you're standing on the step of the escalator, but it's just, it's taking you to the top, literally. So you cannot control every single day. You can control your schedule. You can control your agenda in terms of how you spend your day and how you spend your agenda. But you can't, and I'm saying this again, you cannot control the weather. You can't control the rain. You can't control the sun. You can't control the sleet and you can't control the snow. That's what I'm talking about when I mean that you can't control the day. That's an example. Okay. So now let's talk about the dungeon of dormancy. So dormant is basically when your, your physical functions are suspended, that you, you can't perform, you can't operate, you can't function at an optimal level. You can't function like you're normally supposed to. When certain parts of your body are not just necessarily, well, let's say in this particular instance where we're talking about physicality, we're talking about your, your physical body. When certain things ain't functioning like they're supposed to, they become dormant. You know, you've heard the, state, you've heard the uh, statement said, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. <laughs> and for those of you listening, guess what? Those of you in your 20s, when you get to your 30s, you're going to need to do a lot more stretching. You're going, to need to, you're going to need to do a lot more stretching because guess what? You got to take care of them joints. You got to take care of them bones. And I'm saying these things because not just folks in your 20s, but folks in our 30s, folks in our 40s, folks in our 50s, 60s. Some of us, we don't think about these things. We may stretch every now and then, but we don't think until the intensity of, oh, man, like I really need to like set some dedicated time aside to, to stretch. And again, I'm not like knocking this stuff because, hey, there was a time I wasn't thinking about this stuff. In my 20s, I was not thinking about doing a whole bunch of stretches and things like that. And, and, and let me also say, I get it. This, this area of fitness, nutrition, yes, I'm gifted in that. So by nature, I, I am called to grow in those things. And, and my objective today is to challenge you, the listener, to grow in these things. My, my intent is to never make someone feel a certain type of way for not doing these things. Again, I always want to make sure that I come from the right perspective, from the right place of heart. And because 
when we don't use certain things in our lives, we, we lose it. So that's why I say I want to I want to wake up something within you. I want to wake up something within you, something that is dormant or something that we may have allowed to become dormant. And that that is my objective here today when I'm talking about these carbs and these fats and these proteins. So do we want to go towards the escalator of excellence or the dungeon of dormancy? Because we're either going towards one direction or the other. So, again, yeah, the dormant is you're just basically sedentary. I I have mentioned in previous episodes that a sedentary lifestyle is basically an inactive lifestyle. You can throw the word dormancy as a synonym for sedentary. So my objective today is to help breathe this information into you, to help fuse this information into your spirit. So that way you can take the right course of action that you need to take today. All right. So without further ado, we're going to talk about carbohydrates. So I mentioned moments ago that the more that something is accessible, the more that we at the least we need to question it. Like, okay, is this right? Is this something that I should access? Is this is this something that I should not access? And if I should access it, how much of it should I access? And I mentioned that because. Of the three macronutrients that I mentioned, carbs, fats, and proteins, carbohydrates is the least in terms of financial value. I mean, you think about rice and noodles. (laughs) You think about what I like to call the universal college food, rice. We've all heard about people consuming ramen noodles in college. Yeah, we know it's got a lot of salt. Woo! If If you want a way to increase your blood pressure, just eat a bunch of ramen noodles, which I am not advocating for you to do so. I repeat, I am not advocating for you to eat ramen noodles. (laughs) Now, I get it. I get it. For those that are in a season, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to eat what you got to eat to to get by. Hey, I get it. I've been there. I totally get it. Uh, You know, but I want to at least inform you the the consequences of of Foods consumed that have a lot of salt in it. <laughs> so, yes, ramen noodles have, have been the maybe it's still the universal college food. I don't know. But I know back when I was in college, it was the universal food to to uh, to eat. So carbohydrates. OK, so carbohydrates, we know that they're uh, they're Basically, when you think about carbohydrates, one word you can put under that umbrella is energy. So we need now let me let me say this in in general terms. I'm not talking about a specific type of person. I'm just talking about from a broad sense. We need at least at least 50 percent of carbs within our system every day. OK, I know that there's a range of, you know, 45 to 65 percent. And that's cool. That's absolutely right. But I'm just saying if you want to just if you're just asking me for a number, you need to at least have half within your system. Okay, we know that carbs can be very confusing. I I, I mentioned in a previous episode that in in one of the previous episodes that when it comes to nutrition, it can be very intimidating to some. It can be intimidating. It can be overwhelming. It can be confusing. Well, like, shoot, what kind of carbs do I need to choose? Yeah, I don't know what kind of carbs I need to choose. I mean, is, is this a good carb? Is it a bad carb? Let me first say this. Anything carb-related, fats, proteins, it is different for every person. We got people with different heights, people with different sizes, people with different 
body structures, people with different demands, people with different needs. So what works for this person may not work for the next person. All right. So there is no one magic formula for everybody. But I do believe in principles. Okay. so, yes, when it comes to carbs, yes, we need to choose carbs that are as natural and as unprocessed as possible. And, of course, eat them in their proper quantities. (laughs) Now, of course, that's the part where we get tripped up. And I believe that's another reason why maybe uh, some of us are not at a weight that we want to be at. We may be consuming too much carbs. We may be consuming too many carbs. Okay, but we need to make sure that we consume it in our proper quantities. Because when it comes to carbs... One thing about carbs is that I mentioned earlier that narrow is the path. Narrow is the way to life and only a few ever find it. Carbs are widely available. So with that said, we we need to have the opposite in terms of how we approach it. Let me give an example. Let me let me break down what I'm talking about. We've heard. And and this is not a term. It is not just a phrase. It is truth. It is better to give than to receive. It is important to receive. Yes, but it is better to give because by nature, last week we talked about in the world versus of the world. If you're a person that is of this world, you're going to think receiving is better than giving. Okay. if you are of the world, that means that you think that receiving is better than giving. And I'm here to tell you that it is better to give than to receive. So basically, if you want to live the right type of lifestyle, you have to have an upside down type of thinking. You have to have to you have to have an upside down type of mentality. OK, like I say, it's better to give than to receive. So with that said, if there are a lot of carbohydrates available and easily accessible for us, And let me make sure I break this down. Some carbs are good. Some carbs are bad. Okay, there there are complex carbs, which are the good carbs. And then there are are the simple carbs, which are the not so good carbs. Okay, when we are leaning more towards the simple carbs, if we are choosing a lot of those, that means that we are. Those are the ones that are easily accessible. I'm talking about the Cokes, the candies, the sugars and the, the cookie. Well, I should say. Sugars in things such as cookies and pastries and all types of things like that. Again, it's okay to have those things in celebratory mode, but not in indulgence mode. Okay, a lot of us are beast mode when we're consuming those simple sugars. That's not the type of beast mode we need to be in. Straight up. Okay, we need to have that narrow lifestyle. The reason why I say narrow is because narrow means it's it's it's. Just just like what it says, it's narrow because wide is the path to destruction. And a lot of us are making wide choices. And I mean wide in terms of spiritually speaking. <laughs> OK, I'm talking about where we're I, I mentioned in a in one of the previous episodes that a lot of us are having too many IBVs, IBVs in between visits on the way to the homie's house. We got to stop by this place and get this sugary drink. We got to get this mocha de chocolate. We and doing that even twice a week. It adds up quick. If we do it twice a week, that's eight times a month. And we're just going to go out on a limb and say, you know, we'll just say it's about five bucks. So let's just say each time you're spending five bucks, that's ten dollars a week. And then guess what? When you do that ten dollars a week times four, there's roughly four weeks in a month. That's forty dollars a month. 
That's $40 a month that you're spending just on that Okochaka de Latte Moco Frappuccino Baca, you know, all those weird terminologies. <laughs> or those smoothie drinks that you think are good for you, but they got too much, too much oses. They got too much, they got too much of that os. When I'm talking about galactose, fructose, O-S-E, too much sugars. That's what I'm talking about. Too much of that in our system. Too, too many of those IBVs, too many of those in-between visits. We're getting tripped up on those. Too many of those types of carbs. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? So we have to make narrow-minded decisions. And a lot of us think that narrow is, oh, it's boring. It's, it's, it's less it's it's less fun. It's less decisions. It's yeah. I feel like I feel more fulfilled if I choose the wide path. If I choose the broad path, I feel more fulfilled. I feel more alive when I choose the the broad path. Well, okay, maybe in the moment you feel more alive, but I tell you what, if we continuously and indulgently, and yes, I made up that word indulgently, if we continue to indulge in choosing the broad path, we will eventually end up in some type of destruction. And my objective for you today is to walk down the narrow path, even in our fitness, even in our nutrition, to walk down that narrow path. Okay, but there's some certain methods, uh, methodologies and things we got to do, some certain actions we got to take in order to make the right choices. Okay, so when it comes to the quality of carbs, as I mentioned, some, some carbs are labeled good, and others not so good. Now, the two of the tools for that is something called the glycemic index and the glycemic load. Now, those things, they don't really tell the full story, but what they do is they kind of rank. They, they have sort of a ranking system in regards to which carbs react to your body and how fast they react to your body. So it is best to get your hands on a glycemic index and a glycemic low so that way you know which carbs are reacting to your body, which carbs you need to eliminate, and which carbs, which carbs maybe you can reduce, and what other carbs you should eliminate. I'm talking about like get out of your life because it reacts to your body in a negative manner. Okay? So, like I say, carbohydrates are used for energy. Uh, when we consume carbs, they're broken down and... The, the, as I mentioned earlier in this part of the episode that I, I was speaking in general terms, but if we kind of break it down more, if you are a professional athlete, obviously more carbs are needed. OK, more carbohydrates are needed. So because they are exerting more energy versus a person that's maybe they're active, maybe, but maybe they're not as active as a professional athlete. They can consume carbs, but they would they would demand less carbs because they're not exerting as much energy. Okay, so that's why the thing, we have to understand, I talked a little bit about psychology. We have to, or in a previous episode, we have to to know the psychology of how much we are, of how active we are, of how much energy we're putting out into our 24-hour schedule. If we are a person that just goes on walks, Okay, it's okay to consume carbs, but you're you're not consuming you are not to consume as many carbs as one who is an active runner. Maybe say someone that runs, you know, three times a week, four times a week. They're going to need more carbs because they're exerting more energy and exerting more time, exerting more effort. Okay, 
So, and again, we're talking about good carbs. Good carbs are complex carbs. Okay. So let's just quickly talk about just some types of healthy, high energy sources of carbs. Things such as, of course, certain types of fruits and veggies and sweet potatoes, rice, you know, brown rice, uh, potatoes and, and natural oatmeal. Okay. Oatmeal that is natural. I talked about if you're going to choose your foods, make sure that they are as, as less processed as as the least amount of process. (laughs) Make sure I say this right. They are the least amount of being processed as possible. Now, if we're going to consume foods that are processed, I would try, I would minimize that as much as possible. If you, if you are one to not do organic foods, then you need to consume foods that are uh, as least processed as possible. Okay. So when it comes to the functions of carbohydrates, so something called glucose, glucose is the primary fuel for the brain and central nervous system. So that way changes in the blood glucose levels can affect the way we think and the way we act. I told you guys, I told you guys in, in last week's episode, the, the, the foods that we eat, they, they have an impact on how we think, uh, especially a lot of sugary foods and things like that. You've heard of something called dopamine, uh, dopamine, which gives a, a high sugar rush and you're just all hyped up. And you've heard of the term all jacked up on Mountain Dew. So a a lot of the foods that we consume, they really have an impact on how we think and how we act. So that's why I say that there is a physiological, there's a psychological component on a lot of the foods that we consume. And there is a spiritual component. Oh, yes, there is a spiritual component on uh, on how much we consume foods and or 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 how less we consume foods. I, I mentioned briefly in one of the previous episodes that when we are excessively eating, when we are excessively eating, that's, that is an issue of we are longing for something that is like we, we, need to, we need to be full. We need to feel full and we need to feel satisfied. And that's where we get into fats, which I'm going to talk about here in a little bit. But when we are doing something like just consuming empty carbs, you know, like cookies or things like that, we are wanting to feel full. We are wanting to feel satisfied. We are wanting to feel content in that moment. And that's why I talked about that. Jesus is the only way that we can truly be content and feel content. And because when we are consuming simple carb after simple carb after simple carb after simple carb, it, it, it can get into an endless cycle in a vicious cycle. And it's just a never ending thing. We're looking for that pot of gold at the end of the road, but there's not one there. If we are continuously gorging in things like uh, gorging in things like cookies, you know, constantly drinking things like sodas. And, and when I say that, again, I'm talking about from an indulgent perspective. And I, I, I know that there are some out there that do that in moderation. I get that. But I'm talking about indulging in, I mean, like just three sodas a day, four sodas, four sodas a day, five, six sodas a day, things like that. Cookies a day uh, or five cookies a day, a whole bunch of pastries within a day. That's what I'm talking about when it's excessive. You're, you're, you're wanting to feel content in the moment. Perhaps you're thinking about a certain situation. Perhaps you're thinking about 
a personal circumstance, something you're going through, and you and you just you're just emotional about it to some degree, and you you got to eat. You feel like you got to eat in order to feel content in that moment. We, we got to do things called emotional eating. We feel like we have to emotionally eat to feel content. But of course, on the flip side, on the other side of the coin, what we should be doing is we should be doing things like you know working out or putting or putting some time in prayer, and you know just go for a walk or, dr- or do things like drink water. You know, to help curb that appetite, you may need to put a lemon or a lime in there so it can help satiate you. So it can help you feel more full. It's that way you won't reach for that cookie. You won't reach for whatever sweet is worth uh, whatever sweet tooth is is ringing the alarm. Say, I got to eat this. I got to eat that. Got to be people of self-control. Got to be people of a sound mind. Got to be people that are disciplined. Again, it's one thing to celebrate, but it's another thing to indulge because we all want to feel full. We all want to feel like we have consumed something that is of flavor, that is of right value and something that will make us say, oh, man, now that was good. That was great. That was a great complex carb. So speaking of full, we're going to talk about fats. But first, we're going to have a word from our sponsor. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Ultimate You podcast. And we are talking about macronutrients. We just got to finish talking about carbohydrates. And we're going to talk about fats. And then we're going to talk about proteins. Now, doing a quick semi-recap of carbohydrates, we got our approach from a big picture perspective. And what I mean by that is person A is going to be different from person B. Person A could be a professional athlete of some kind. And then person B could also be active, but just not as active as person A. Because person A is going to require a lot more carbs than person B because they're exerting more effort. They're exerting more energy. Okay, so that's why you see on the sidelines of NBA games or NFL games when there was normal NFL games and when there was normal NBA games, there would be Gatorade or Powerade on the sidelines because they needed their electrolytes replenished because the basketball players are literally running up and down the court throughout the entire game, 48 minutes of the game, unless if it's overtime and then there's more time on the clock. Or if you have NFL game where there's a lot more contact and also running up and down the field, but just not as constant as basketball. You, know, you notice when the, when both of those sports when they win a when they win a championship they're they're pouring Gatorade all over the coach, <laughs> all those good electrolytes wasted. I'm just sitting there. I'm wishing. I'm just like, man. I just want to just drink that Gatorade. <laughs> but anyway, I digress. But the thing to remember is, generally speaking, the type of carbohydrates that we want to consume are carbohydrates that are slowly digested and that have high fiber. And carbohydrates that are rooted in vegetables and fruits and whole grains and legumes and beans and things of that nature. And as long as we keep an open mind and we keep our options diverse and we consume those carbs that are less processed, if we do that, we, are, we will be well on our way to being that ultimate person we were created to be 
from a carbohydrate perspective. <laughs> All right. So one other thing I want you to take away from carbohydrates is that it is the energetic one. Yes, carbohydrates is the energetic one. And just like carbohydrates, fats are also a source of energy. And carbohydrates is a source of intensity as well, because I mentioned that the professional athlete, they're consuming a lot of carbs. Well, fats also is a source of energy, is also a source of intensity in that regards. But the difference is it's more on the low side when it comes to fats. So, but also like carbs, fats is also widely available out there and is also easy to overeat. Carbs are easy to overeat and fats are easy to overeat. Fats are very dense. Uh, people can consume a lot of fats and, and uh, or I should say a lot of bad types of fats and not feel full, not feel satiated. But that's why when you consume things like fat-free yogurt, for example. Now, it's been a while since I've had fat-free yogurt, but the last time that I did have it, I believe it was just a, it was just a very bland flavor. It was just a fat-free yogurt. It was, just, it was bland, and it, it had no flavor to it. That was the, that was the objective of that yogurt. Uh, it wasn't no blueberry yogurt. It wasn't no strawberry yogurt, no, no special uh, addings to it, no, no special sugars added to it or anything like that. It was just regular fat-free yogurt. And when you consume a food like that, for example, it can help you to feel full, can help you to feel satiated. So that's why I call fats the full and flavored one. Yes, so if you want to add flavors to certain types of foods, that is where fats comes into play. And when it comes to things like fats, let's get right into the bad types of fats. Let's just get right into the jump of that. So you may have heard of trans fats. Trans fats are basically hydrogenation of oils. And if you want a quick few examples of trans fats to drastically reduce or eliminate, then you want to stay away from hot chocolate that's pre-made. You want to stay away from certain taco mixes. And you definitely want to stay away from breakfast cereals that have high amounts of sugar. <laughs> you definitely want to uh, stay away from that And you definitely want to stay away from donuts I remember when I was younger When I went to church uh, In my younger or, or my younger, younger years I remember I would scarf down some donuts I wasn't even thinking about The nutritional value of donuts I was just scarfing them down <laughs> And the la I couldn't even tell you The last time I had a donut <laughs> And then there was a season where I, I used to I used to enjoy Krispy Kremes. Yeah, I enjoyed the feeling of Krispy Kremes. And, and to be honest, if I had, if it was right in front of me today, I may try it. But it's not something that I go out and reach for. It's not something that I go out and intentionally buy. Again, when you are in different seasons of your life and you, you want to make different decisions, that, that, that's an example of that. You know, there was a season of that. You know, and now, again, in celebratory mode, sure. I would enjoy a, a blueberry-filled donut or a lemon-filled donut, but not today. I just don't have that type of knack. I don't have that type of craving for it. And just a couple of other examples of trans fats is, you know, candy bars and a Cool Whip or margarine or things of that nature, right? So, 
again, we want to do those things. If you choose to do those things, make sure you set some standards for yourself. Set some boundaries for yourself. You know, for example, say, I will only consume these foods at celebratory functions. Or I will only consume these foods once a month. You know, I don't know. Those are just examples. So if we hold standards to ourselves, if we continue to go up that escalator of excellence, and if we are continuously conscious of going up that escalator of excellence, that's when we really start to see, feel, and smell the developments of change in our lives. Externally and internally. This thing called life, we have to constantly be on the move. We have to constantly be driving forward, just like a vehicle, whether it be a car or a bus or a limousine or a motorcycle, no matter what type of vehicle you choose. It's like we have to constantly be moving forward. And of course, each each of those vehicles I just mentioned, they have brakes. There are times where we need to break. (laughs) We need to physically break. We need to mentally break. We need to emotionally break. And And I'm talking about in terms of rest. But then there's a time where we need to get back on the road. We need to keep trucking forward, keep moving forward, keep going up that escalator of excellence as opposed to going down towards the dungeon of dormancy. Ooh, I tell you, I, I may make that as a social media post. I, I bless myself saying the, the, the dungeon of dormancy and the escalator of excellence. Because when we constantly keep those things in mind, we really can progress graciously and progressively, upwardly, go to that person, continue to go towards being that person that we were created to be. And so back to back to fats, we also got to look at that from a big picture perspective as well. If we keep an open mind, if we approach it with a, a diverse mindset, and if we have foods that are less processed and more whole foods, again, we're talking about fats, we can become that ultimate person in regards to fats. And as I, uh, I mentioned some trans fats moments ago. Those are the the bad type. Now we can get into more of the good type, more of the healthier types of options when it comes to when it comes to fats. And you have to bear with me. I got notes here and everything sprawled out because there's so much great information, so much content that I want to make sure that you guys get and digest in your spirit. So there's also fats called polyunsaturated. And then there's monounsaturated. Now, both of those types of fats are, the sources of those are plants. But the difference is when it comes to polyunsaturated fats, they have what's called EFAs, which are essential fatty acids. And that's where it gets into your omega-3s and your omega-6s, which we'll get to in just a moment. And then you have regular saturated fats. Now, it was believed years ago that saturated fats were just you know, just bad news. Now, over time, research has progressed and research has upgraded. Now, I will go back to saying what I said moments ago in that, you know, people say, you know, have things in moderation, have things in moderation. And I agree with that. 
but I'm a person that let's dissect it even further. Like let's let's make some affirmations. Like I said moments ago, you know, I, I, I'm only going to have this type of food once a month, twice a month, or I'm only going to have it at very special occasions. You know, you may need to write these things and keep it on your refrigerator or keep it posted up somewhere where you can visually see what you wrote down. Because I believe that's one of the toughest things for us as people to it, it's one thing to learn something. It's one thing to apply something. But guess what? You got to wake up tomorrow and you got to do it again and you got to apply it again. And you got to do it over and over and over and over and over again as many times as I'm snapping my finger. And there are going to be times when we don't feel like it. There are going to be times when we don't want to do it. But that's why that's why I said success is deliberately and intentionally and constantly dying to yourself so that you can achieve outcomes that are greater than yourself. When you when your mind is focused on Other people, when your mind is other centered, when your mind is people centered and not self centered, you got to remember we came into this world as self centered people. I talked about how things are upside down. If you want to be upside down, focus on others. Being self centered is, uh, is, is of the world. Now, being others centered, being people centered is in the world, but not of the world. So we have to, so we have to constantly keep those things in mind in, in, in order to move forward. So as I was talking about foods that are high in saturated fats, just a few examples. Obviously, we got butter and we got cream and dark chocolate and, and some, some beef and lamb and things like that, whole fat milk, cheese and yogurt. Now, again, I'm just talking about just regular yogurt because I know I mentioned fat-free yogurt. So, and again, some of those things can be a healthier option. For example, dark chocolate. Uh, We've heard that dark chocolate is beneficial for us, beneficial for the heart. Now, I'm not much of a dark chocolate person, but it's better than having regular refined chocolate. And when I say refined, I mean chocolate that has refined sugars in it. So, but we, when you want to go towards monounsaturated fats, polyunsaturated fats, as I talked about moments ago, just a few quick examples of monounsaturated fats are almonds, avocados, or things like egg yolk and cashews and peanuts. So, and, and I'm a person, I'm not about almonds. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there will be some type of almonds that I will come across someday. I I may like them, but for the time being, I don't know. I just, I've tried almonds and I don't know. It's just, I I don't know if it's me, but it just seemed like it was just dry. It just seemed like I wanted to gag on them. (laughs) I'm not saying they're not healthy for you. They are healthy for you. I I, I can do almond butter. I can, I should say I can do almond peanut butter and I haven't had a peanut butter sandwich in a while, but if I did, I, I one of the types of peanut butters that I've used from time to time was almond peanut butter. Now that's as almond as I will get, but almonds by themselves, I'm not a big fan. I can I cannot do that at all. <laughs> but uh, I digress. So polyunsaturated fats. A couple of examples of uh, a couple of examples of those is things like chia seeds, things like grapeseed oil, 
pine nuts and sesame seeds and soybean oil and walnuts. Just some examples. And I mentioned with polyunsaturated that uh, that those uh, contain EFAs, your essential fatty acids. And when it comes to essential fatty acids, you're talking about your omega-3s and your omega-6s. And now you, you hear about supplements. Uh, you hear about fish oils and things like that. Because if we are people that are deficient in our EFAs, it can lead to some issues uh, for us in the long run. And issues such as uh, blood clotting issues. It can, it can even lead to hair loss. It can even lead to sight problems, visual problems. And also cause learning disabilities as well. So that's why it's important to also include EFAs into our physical bodies. Now we talk about omega-3s and omega-6s. What's the difference between the two? Well, when it comes to omega-6s, basically omega-6s are found in vegetable oils and plants. So basically, uh, when it comes to here in the USA, traditionally speaking, it's usually not low in omega-6s. Now, when you talk about omega-3s, that's probably one that you have more commonly heard. Omega-3s, right? they are found in uh, red meat, and they're found in milk, and eggs, and fish, and flaxseed, and things of that nature. And of course, if we don't get our omega-3s in, in food, in, in food form, then we can get them in like I say, and I guess I'll say, I don't know if I say pill. I know some people can frown upon the word pill, but we'll just say in supplementation. If we want them in supplementation form, then yes, omega-3s are, are and omega-6s are the way to go in regards to that. Now, the thing, another thing to remember about fats is that, as I mentioned, it is low intensity in regards to uh, in regards to a uh, energy or a source of energy, so <clears throat> and and the percentage of fats that we need to consume in our I was about to say the word diets, but we're not going to use diet. We're going to say in our in our nutritional routine, the percentage needs to be at least twenty percent, and that's bare minimum. Now, if you want to you know bump it up a bit, we can go up to about thirty five forty percent. But we need to make sure that we have some fats in our system as well, because as I mentioned, if we do not have the appropriate amount, it can lead to those issues that I mentioned moments ago. And because I also mentioned that fat is a very dense, it's a very dense nutrient. And we cannot depend on fat to keep us, or I should say we should not depend on fat alone to keep us full and satiated. And, and I say that because when we are only consuming fats throughout the day, like say if we're not consuming uh, protein, if we're not consuming carbs, if we're only consuming fats, we have to have a well-rounded meal and fats have to be a part of that meal. Uh, it, it, it's, it's one thing to eat proteins, carbs, and fats all together and in one meal and feel full and feel satiated. And and then let's say if you're hungry in the afternoon, you need an afternoon snack. You need an afternoon snack, but you know before that snack you ate a few hours beforehand. 
and then you want a snack. And then that's why I said that you can consume something like a fat free yogurt because a fat free yogurt is, like I say, it is a good, healthy fat that will help you to feel full and satiated. Now, eating fat free yogurt just by itself all day, that's just not going to get the job done. So that's why we have to be people that are well-rounded and our options of meals. And so, again, just to talk about, you know, avocados, avocados are uh, some people say it's the number one recommended type of healthy fat. And definitely I, I would agree with that. I enjoy avocados as well. I know times that I have been to either Freebirds or Chipotle. I know that I have would ask for avocados most of the time, either most of the time or some of the times I would request avocados to be on my choice of a burrito or a bowl. These days I I would get a bowl whenever I go just to make sure that I get that extra oomph, that extra flavor, that extra flavor to my respective meal at that time. And so now without, without fats, we can be people that really get ourselves into trouble. <laughs> like I say, uh, if we do not have fats in our system, uh, we ought to make sure that uh, we, we get them into our system. Because I, I mentioned that it is a tactic that we must use moderately in order to help prevent ourselves from excessively eating. I talked about consuming water on a daily basis, and I've also talked about consuming fats, uh, the right type of fats on a daily basis. Because uh, as I mentioned last week, I talked about a lot of us are eating under stress. We're eating under stress. Why are we eating at this particular time? And what I mean by that is I talked about the physiological and the psychological component of consuming, of eating last week. The timing of when we eat is also very important. So like I say, if we're eating under stress, if we're eating a lot of trans fats under stress, over time, it's not going to be good news. So even our intent, even our motives. See, I told you, this is spiritual. This is more spiritual than you think. Even why we are eating and the time that we're eating is very important. So we have to ask ourselves. Am I am I truly physically hungry at this present moment or am I just eating to to fill the time? Am I just eating to to let the time pass by? And I get it. I'm not saying that you shouldn't snack. I'm not saying that you can't snack on foods. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying that we need to be people that really are intentional about, okay, are my motives behind eating this meal? Are they true? Are they right? Are they pure? Or am I eating under pressure? Am I eating, trying to shove this food into my mouth before I go back to work because I know I got two or three minutes left to clock back in? Okay, no matter if it's a a carb, fats, or proteins, we need to be mindful of these things because too much of anything in one sitting is not a good thing. So, and, and I will say this again, as I said last week. We need to make sure that when we are eating our foods, when we are consuming whatever foods that we are consuming, preferably healthy, preferably good fiber, uh, good protein, good fat, good carb choices. When we are eating these foods, we need to be enjoying these meals. Eat them slowly. Really visualize yourself enjoying the food. Really take your time 
eating this food. Make sure you are preferably, if you can, make sure that you are preferably still sitting down, taking slow, sensible bites. I know some people think this stuff doesn't matter, but I promise you, it does matter. It does make a difference. So when we do these things, I promise you, we can we will begin to feel and and grow in these changes of being that ultimate person. And I keep and I keep saying this. I, I will keep hounding on that point of becoming this ultimate person, becoming this ultimate person, becoming and, and building on this ultimate understanding, building on this ultimate foundation. Because, again, after all, that is the name of the podcast, the ultimate you podcast. And as this podcast rolls along, not every episode will be about nutrition. Not every episode will be about fitness. There will be some episodes where we will talk about things in this life. Because when it comes to having an ultimate foundation and being uh, a person of an ultimate understanding, there are other things that we need to pay attention to in life as well. But starting out, we're, we're talking about the, the health and wellness side of it, the, the nutritional side of it, the fitness side of it, which we'll get into in future episodes in regard, as far as fitness is concerned. But we got to break these things down. We got to take our time and, and be like that cow chewing on cud. You know, a cow can chew on cud for eight hours. That's one third of the day. That's 33% of a day a cow chews on cud. Now, I'm not saying you need to chew eight hours a day, but... That is a a great picture, a phenomenal visual of us as people that we need to really take our time. doesn't matter what your schedule's like. Make sure that you take time for you. Parents, I, no matter how many children you have, even if it's one child and or if it's you have multiple children, take time for you, whatever you've got to do. Take that time to where you sit, you digest. You have conversation with your family. You have conversation with your kids. You're able to enjoy each other's company, enjoy the meal. You're able to mindfully have great conversations. You're able to mindfully chew that food slowly. It's able to digest properly and get into that GI tract, that gastrointestinal tract. When all of these things add up, if you put all of these little cubits together, I promise you, the, 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 the answer, the solution to that equation, you will feel success on the inside and also on the outside. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I give to you your main event of the evening. This is the last, but certainly not the least, of the three macronutrients that have been discussed today. He is a macronutrient that has been talked about and respected for years and years and will continue to be talked about and respected for many years to come. He is a macronutrient that has been hashtagged on all popular platforms millions and millions of times over. He is a top reason why all athletes around the world, such as bodybuilders, pro baseball players, pro basketball players, pro tennis players, and so on and so forth, have won multiple championships throughout their career. He is a top reason why a lot of us are oh so fresh and oh so clean, and at all times, he keeps it oh so lean. Weighing in tonight at a colossal 500 grams, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all over the world, stand up and put your hands together for the one, the only, Mr. 
protein. That's right. We're going to talk about some protein. Yes, that was my Michael Buffer impression. It wasn't as good, but I did my best. Yes, we're going to talk about protein, a.k.a. the sustained one. Yes, the sustained one. Protein is not limited to just big muscles, although that is a huge part of it. If we, wanna, if we want big muscles, if we want bigger muscles, we got to up the intensity in our workouts. We got to do a lot of hypertrophy workouts. We got we to gotta do a lot of progressive loading. We got to increase the weight. We got to up the weight on the squat. Got to up the weight on the bench. Got to up the weight on the bicep curls. Got to up the weight on the tricep pushdowns. Every exercise, you got to up the weight. You got to up the ante. It's just as simple as that. But is that all that protein is limited to? Well, we're going to talk about that today because not only is protein good for building muscle, it is also good for building tissue and repairing tissue. Now, when I say tissue, I'm not talking about I chew, bless you tissue. I'm talking about tissue that is on your body. I'm talking about your muscles. I'm talking about your skin, your nails, your hair. Yes, that includes you, ladies. I'm talking about your hair, (laughs) even if you have a lot of hair, or if you have little hair, that's the kind of tissue that we're talking about. So we literally are what we eat. So that's why it is very important, muy importante, for us to consume high quality protein foods, good quality protein foods. And some of those foods include, now before I get into the names of these foods, you might notice that I will mention some of these foods that I have already mentioned before, because some foods are what I like to call interchangeable. So, for example, peanut butter is interchangeable because peanut butter is not only a good fat, but it is also a protein. I have not had a peanut butter sandwich in a long while, but when I do enjoy them, I enjoy using almond butter. Not, and that's not the only type of butter, but that is one of the types of peanut butter, I should say, that I enjoy using. So if we talk about some protein foods, just real quick, obviously, you know, keep keep your beef lean. OK, and the same thing for pork. Keep your pork lean if you're going to choose pork and same thing for chicken. And we got seafood, certain types of seafood and fish and eggs and cottage cheese and, and strained plain Greek yogurt. OK, so beans and legumes and tempeh and tofu, just some some prime examples of protein foods to put in your arsenal. Proteins are very, very powerful. As I said, that if you want to enhance your physique in terms of bigger muscles, you're going to need more protein. But I am not saying for everybody to do that. I know not everybody wants to have big muscles and that is a okay. But we're going to talk about just a couple of other things that protein is capable of, such as regulating the metabolism. Okay, and also Protein also helps hold the water. It helps hold your water. And we also need to know that protein can help neutralize the acidity that is in the blood. And one other thing that protein does is that it aids in the <clears throat> it aids in the immune system of the body. And what that does is it builds up the T cells or the white blood cells, whichever you prefer to call them. So it can help fight off illness and diseases that, is, that are in the body or that may be in the body. And another thing to know is that protein is stored in muscle. I should say as muscle, not stored in muscle, but it is stored as muscle. Okay. And we also need to know that protein 
is a reinforcement for carbohydrates. What do I mean by that? When carbohydrates are low in the body, that's when protein says, step aside, carb. I got this. <laughs> Just a little quick, funny analogy. So whenever there's uh, low carbs in the body, then protein can step up and step in on behalf of carbohydrates. And what that means is, as I mentioned, carbohydrates is a source for high intensity. Carbohydrates is a source for energy. Well, guess what? So is protein in that instance that I just talked about. So in those cases, when carbs are low, protein steps in and also becomes a source of high intensity. Protein also becomes a source of energy. And we also need to know about BCAAs. You may or may not have heard about the term BCAAs. You know, like what the heck is a BCAA? BCAA stands for branch chain amino acids. So just to break that down, branch chain amino acids can be utilized not only after the workout, but even also during workout. You can consume a, a drink that is filled with BCAAs. And, uh, but if you want to use it after your workout, it's, best, it's definitely good for recovery. Okay, Because, for example, but people such as myself, when I am doing weightlifting, when I'm doing moderate to heavy weightlifting, Okay, you want to have BCAAs to help reduce the soreness after your workouts. You know, there, there are times when you, you'll feel that some of your joints will ache or anything like that. So that's why you got to you got to ice up. You got to stretch. You got to make sure you get good, nice rest. You got to make sure that you take BCAAs. I just made an order for BCAAs a little earlier today. OK, now the only ways that BCAAs are bad for you is if it is consumed in large amounts. If BCAAs are consumed in large quantities, well, then you can uh, you can come across issues such as issues with your insulin. You can have nausea happen, fatigue and all sorts of other things that you don't want to encounter. So if you are an avid weightlifter and if you are a very active person, active meaning not, not even just weightlifting, but definitely if you're a runner, if you do any form of strenuous exercise, any form of vigorous exercise, you definitely want to have BCAAs in your arsenal. And one other thing to also note is that if you are, no matter what type of job that you work, no matter what your occupation is, you, you got to discern the amount of protein that you need. Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you you need this amount of protein, you need that amount of protein because obviously I'm talking to a worldwide base of people. It's going to be different for every person. But I will say this, sort of similar to what I just mentioned moments ago, if you are a person that has an occupation that requires more strength, more energy, more effort, more sweat equity, let me give you some examples. If you are in some form of construction, if you, if you do some form of physical labor, if you are constantly, constantly walking, if you're, you're constantly, and when I say walking, I mean you're constantly on your feet all day. But more so, if you are, you know, some type of construction worker, or if you, you are out in the heat quite a bit, if you are, I'm trying to think of other examples, but construction is the only one that's really coming to me. Or, you know what, if you move furniture, let's say that you work for a moving company to some degree, and you are a mover. Obviously, that that requires you bending down. You got to squat. You got to pick up couches. You got to pick up chairs, tables, all sorts of other pieces of equipment. So I am mentioning occupations like that, for example, is because 
people that work in those types of occupation, you're going to definitely need more protein in your system. Because if you ever go into a day, especially for, and with all due respect, I want to say, especially for those in construction, I mean, you know, because much respect to you people, because that's, that's it's some hard work, you know, especially at this time of year, you know, for depending on where you live. It's, the sun's still definitely out and beaming and blazing, sweat dripping down your body. You definitely want to make sure that you are equipped. And when I say equipped, I'm talking about equipped with, for breakfast, equipped for lunch, equipped for dinner. You know, because construction people, they, they work long hours, any types of construction. You're constructing homes, you're constructing highways. And again, that's just a, a specific example. But if you have a more sed, I'll say, I won't say sedentary, or let's say you have a very low impact, low active type of position. If you are, if you are like what I used to work as, I, I used to work in call center environments. If you have some form of a sit down job, and I'd say 90 to 95 percent of the day you're, you're sitting down, you're answering calls, you're on a computer, then, yes, you still need to have protein, but perhaps not as much protein as much as the people that are doing physical labor, as such as construction or moving companies or things like that. But again, as I said previously in this episode, it depends on what you're trying to do. You might be a bodybuilder, but you're working in a call center environment or you're trying to get your bodybuilding career kicked off and you're working in a call center environment for the time being. Well, then, of course, you got to have uh, an adequate amount of protein to take with you to work at all times. You see what I mean? It just depends on the person's goals. It depends on their their body style. It depends on what they're trying to achieve. So again, it's, it's just a lot of different moving parts, if you will, a lot of different factors. So it just depends on the person. So that's why it is definitely important for us to have protein in our system. And the reason why I, I talked up protein, I gave that uh, that uh, heavyweight championship bout type of introduction. I just believe that the, the importance of protein, you know, and, and like I say, I mean, it's, it's what people talk about. People that's and not just bodybuilders, not just pro athletes, but those that go to your community gym or, you know, we talk about, oh, man, you know, look at my gains, look at my gains. Well, without protein, we can't have gains like that or we can't have those types of gains. But then, you know, then some people may use the word gains in different contexts, you know, but typically people use the word gains as far as gaining weight or gaining muscle. But it also could mean for those that are trying to release weight <laughs> and that could be gains gains as in they're gaining more confidence they're gaining more towards their goals okay may, maybe maybe have you ever thought about that maybe we can use gains in that context <laughs> just a little food for thought there so uh, you know the, the thing about proteins is that we have to look at it from a big uh, big picture perspective as well just like with fats just like with carbs. The same thing. We want to make sure that our options of proteins are, are whole foods, preferably whole foods. If not, make sure that your options are as the least amount of processed foods as possible. And you want to make sure that, as I always like to say, that you keep an open mind. We have to keep that open mind. We have to keep that lid open. That lid is the top of our head, so to speak. We got to keep that open so that way we can receive new information along the way. Now, 
another thing about protein is that protein, most foods have some amount of protein. On average, most foods have about anywhere from three to five grams of protein. And just like when people say uh, water, you know, certain like like certain vegetables, for example, will have a certain amount of water in it. And when people say, well, yeah, I had my water. I had I had my my celery. Well, that contains water. I had my my spirulina. I had I had these vegetables. I had my cucumbers. Oh, that has water in it. Yes, that's true. But you got to have water itself. You got to have water all by itself because water deserves that respect and that respect alone because our bodies are made up of 60 percent or plus of water. Just like the same thing with proteins. We there are a lot of times where we may be fatigued during the day is because we may not be getting enough protein in our system. And, you know, there's myths where people when people still to this day, people still to this day believe, well, if I uh, the more protein I eat, I'm going to gain weight. I'm going to blow up. I'm going to gain more muscle muscle as in uh, a lot of ladies think, well, if I eat more, if I do weights in this way that I'm going to have manly muscle. No, that's not necessarily the case. The only way that a woman is going to, let me put it this way. The only way that a woman, I won't say the only way. I'm going to say a majority way. I'm going to say a dominant way, a dominant way, a majority way that a woman will have muscle like a man is that if they lift as much as a man. <laughs> let me just put it that way. Let me just put say it that way to, uh, to uh, encourage some woman out there that may be thinking, well, I'm afraid to lift weights because I am afraid that I am going to look like a man. I am afraid to eat this much protein because I don't want to be bulky or look like a man. No, that's not the case at all. We have to, you know, consume, or I should say we get to, we need to consume adequate amounts of protein, again, depending on what your goals are and what you're trying to do. That's why I'm not getting into numbers and figures and everything. We have to consume adequate amounts of protein to uh, to to keep our metabolism going. OK, we have to think about we have to think about this. We're not going to work out all day. <laughs> OK, I, even people that live at the gym, you don't work out all day. OK, we are human beings. We I know this sounds real simple, but hear me out. We live 24 hours a day. We are not working out all day. Now, some people like athletes, for example, they may do two a days. I don't know. There may be some athletes that do three a days, but we'll just say two a days for uh, for uh, maximum purposes and normal purposes in terms of for an athlete. OK, so even two a days, that's still not considered all day. OK, so we need to consume adequate amounts of protein so that way our metabolism can get faster so that way fat can be burned that is the principle that is the main thing let's keep the main thing the main thing we need to we need to consume the right types of protein adequate amounts of protein so that way we can burn fat within our bodies that is not a myth that is straight up truth so if we truly believe in that truth and act upon that truth we will begin to feel full and, and satiated you heard me talked about feeling full and satiated in the carbohydrates part of this episode. Same thing goes for the proteins. When we eat such, for example, me, I'm, I'm old school right now in the season. I'm just keeping it old school, grilled chicken, broccoli. 
I, I a few months ago I was doing asparagus and green beans, but I just switched it over to broccoli. And every now and then I'll throw in some brown rice. But guess what? After I consume a meal as such, I feel not. And I can say full because I know I just use the word full. But the word that I would use is content. I feel content because afterwards I will consume some water. So that way my, my, my hunger can be curbed. My appetite afterwards can be curbed. So that way I won't have to go and eat some endless carbs. Right. Because I, I, I mentioned that, yes, I, I enjoy ch- uh, snacking on gluten free chips. But even then, when I'm snacking on gluten free chips, I don't feel full because it's just endless and I say endless carbs because you can, which I'm not advocating for you to do, you can eat all the chips in the world in one sitting, which again, don't do that. You can do that, but you won't feel full. You won't feel satisfied afterwards. So that's why I say, that's why I hyped up protein the way that I did. And it's important to, like I say, consume adequate amounts of protein. I would say in each meal, you need to be having at least anywhere four, maybe even five grams of protein within each sitting. So, for example, if you're going to have some fish, the fish should be about the size of your fist. And again, I'm, I'm just generally speaking. I'm not talking specifics and any of that stuff. Just talking, just talking real general. So when we include protein in our schedules, when we include proteins in our uh, regimen the right way, we can really begin to see and feel some gains. And by gains, I'm not even necessarily talking about all oh, building bigger muscle, but gains in terms of health for our physical bodies. All right, so let's bring this full circle. Now, right off the bat, nutrition can be a conundrum. I understand a nutrition can be a conundrum for some, and it can be an even bigger conundrum for others. But I truly believe, I am a firm believer, and that the bigger that something is, the more challenging, the more difficult, the more complex that something may be, Ah, the more that we can chop it up, the more that we can attack it from different angles. Let's say if something had 75 moving parts, then we need to be that master chef. We need to be that pro chef that's in the kitchen. And we use that big butcher knife and just go. And what that means is each that you hear, each part is different from the next. So, for example, number one. And again, I'm just throwing 75 out there for number purposes, for numerical purposes. Very first step, the legit very first step is you got to be open, willing and ready and say to yourself, "Okay, I want to go up the escalator of excellence versus going down towards the dungeon of dormancy. And this is something that you'll be adventurous about it, as I've said before, be adventurous, make it fun, make it exciting. When it comes to exploring and trying new foods, trying new healthier foods, you know, make make it exciting. It doesn't have to be this this boring, this dreaded out thing that I just you just don't look forward to it. We got to have a different type of attitude towards it. Okay, so when we approach it with that mindset, then then and only then that we can be we can then be people that are deliberately, intentionally and constantly Dying to ourselves. Again, that's talking about success. Deliberately, intentionally, and constantly dying to ourselves. So that way we, so that way you, and so that way me, so that way we can achieve outcomes that are greater 
than ourselves. Listen, if we are people that eat only for us and like legitimately eat only for us, meaning you just literally just eat whatever. Well, it, it, it gets to a point where it's a form of bondage and we're just enslaved to those types of desires. And that just that's just a path that leads to destruction. I mentioned at the top of the podcast that certain things that are widely accessible, the more that something is widely accessible, we need to we need to question it. Now, again, I know that there are good things that are widely accessible. I get that. But then there are things on the other side of the coin that are widely accessible and they're not good. I'm talking about the not good things that are widely accessible. Okay, I talked about I talked about rice and noodles and that being the universal college food. And I get it. You know, a lot of kids eat that and in college they eat that in terms of saving money. And I get that. I've had ramen noodles, so I get it. But I'm saying, in general, making a habit of consuming foods like that, that's where we can do things like trigger our blood pressure. We, can, we, we develop diabetes in the long run if that keeps up. You know, things of that nature. That's why I would say we got to be people of a sound mind. We got to be people of discipline. And again, I know it's not a very trendy word. But that's why I said if you make it fun, if you make it adventurous, if you make it exciting, it'll be that much more sweeter to you. So with that said, when it comes to carbs, fats or proteins, make sure that our options are less processed, choosing foods that are as less processed as possible. And if you want to go the organic route, be my guest. Absolutely. Go the organic route. And of course, Making sure that we're having the the right portions. And I also talked about the types of occupation that you have. For example, I talked about if you work for a moving company or if you work for or if you do some type of construction. And again, those are just examples. Those those are examples of types of occupations that require a lot of hard physical labor, a lot of hard work, especially for construction people who are out in the sun. And and again, and it's construction, not just people that build houses. It could be construction on the highways. Okay, any types of construction people got to make sure that we are equipped with got to make sure that we're equipped with adequate amounts of protein, adequate amounts of fat and adequate amounts of carbs to keep us full, to keep us energized and satiated throughout the day. Now, as I was saying, if we have 75 moving parts, for example, we got to be open, willing and ready to go up the escalator of excellence and you ain't got to know it all you just got to be ready you just got to be ready and say yes to continuously making those upward changes so you can be on an upward trajectory an upward path towards that to being that becoming that ultimate person in terms of your physical body and you know and i know that some people don't view stuff like this as oh it's it's not fun it's not exciting but you got to find that reason you got to find that reason for yourself to attach with that so that way emotionally you can be emotionally connected and you can be mentally connected and you can be spiritually connected as well because i know you listening on the other side of this podcast i know you got it in you no matter where you're going in life no matter what's going on in your life right now i know that you got it in you i may have met you or i may not have met you but i believe in you I really do. I really believe in you. 
I, I don't, I, you know, I, I, I don't have to know your name to believe in you. Of course, it'd be great to know your name. But in order to believe in you, all I got to do is just believe in you because I know you can do it. I know you can get, have your mind renewed. You'll have to unlearn some things. You may have to unlearn some beliefs that you grew up with back in the day. You may have to break some family traditions. Yes, I'll say that again. You heard me right. You may need to break some family traditions in terms of getting healthier for yourself. Or let me put it this way. You can start new family traditions, right? You can start new family traditions. You may not need to do the old ones, but you can remix it. You can remix it and make new family traditions. Because I understand family is important. You got to keep families together. When a family is strong together, Man, it's the greatest feeling in the world. So we can be people that can be of that stature. So let's make sure that we are on an upward trajectory of choosing the right carbs, choosing the right fats, and choosing the right proteins. And it could be just one small change a day. Doesn't have to be all these drastic changes, five, ten changes a day. Go at your pace. Don't go at the next person's pace. As long as you are in a forward moving manner, you're on your way to becoming that ultimate person in your physical body. And guess what? That means that you are a person that enjoys to change and you love to be changed. And with that, I bid you adieu and a great evening. And that is all the time we have for today's episode. So I want to thank you again for taking the time to jam today's episode of the podcast today officially marks the uh, a handful of episodes of the podcast so be ready for next week's episode definitely going to be another great hit and so i hope you guys have a great morning a great afternoon a great brunch or a great evening whenever you may be listening to this podcast be sure to share it with a friend be sure be sure to share it with a family member be sure to share it with a co-worker it's just like a movie. You know, you see a movie like, oh, girl, you got to go see this. Say, dog, man, you got to see this. And again, don't forget to whatever platform you use. Don't forget to hit that subscribe notification button, whatever platform that you use. Be sure to stay subscribed to this podcast so that way you will be notified when I will drop an episode. And again, I want to say thank you and hope you guys have a great evening. Until then, stay pruned and stay tuned. We'll catch y'all next time. All right, y'all, I just want to swing through here one more time and say thank you once again for allowing me, for allowing this voice, allowing this podcast to hit your earwaves for today. I thank you for making it this far in the podcast. So if you want to support the podcast, there are a few ways you can do that. Well, first and foremost, the platforms that we are on, some of the platforms that we are on is Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify and Stitcher and definitely many other platforms as well as I will share as these episodes roll along. So yeah, feel free to share this episode or any episode with a family member, a friend or a co-worker or an acquaintance or whomever you feel compelled to share it with. It, it might be even a stranger. I don't know. But definitely feel free to share these episodes with somebody you know because somebody needs to hear this truth. And there's another way you can support the podcast. Now, this next way, it is not mandatory. It is optional. It is not mandatory. It is optional. 
But if you feel compelled to contribute to the podcast, you can do so with an amount of your choosing so that way we can crank out more episodes such as this. And so that way this podcast can continue to grow and continue to touch other countries and nations all over the world. So no matter how you support, it is greatly appreciated. And then another way you can support is whatever platform that you're on. Be sure to leave a review. Let me know what you're thinking about of these episodes of the podcast. If you got any questions or maybe some topics you want me to cover. Because again, we'll be talking about things going on in the world as well. It's not limited to just fitness, nutrition, and oh, you got to have these sexy abs and everything. There's a lot more to life than that when it comes to becoming this ultimate person, having this ultimate understanding. But no matter how you choose to support, I am grateful for your listenership. And I hope that you will continue with me on next week's episode which will be episode number six but in the meantime in between time i hope you have a great morning i hope you have a great day i hope you have a great brunch great lunch and a great afternoon and a great evening all of that and everything in between i'll catch you guys next time y'all be safe out there peace